Lose on the Sussex South Downs, Sussex, England, May 1264 A.D. Marcher Earl Talon Montgomery slammed his horseman's axe into the poorly armoured shoulder of an infantryman. Bone crunched and blood gushed from the wound, spattering Talon. The man collapsed, trampled under his warhorse's hooves. Talon lifted his axe again, sucking air into his lungs, trying to ignore the stench of blood and death. The screams of the wounded and dying resounded in his skull. His axe swung outward, catching a man in the face and killing him instantly. The fighting around Talon faded, his enemies slain. He checked his horse and spared a quick glance around him as his fellow knights battled valiantly to reach their goal. Badly outnumbered, he knew they teetered on the brink of being routed. Fortunately, he had convinced Simon de Montfort to risk a daring night march yester-eve. Because of that, he had been able to seize the high ground before engaging with King Henry's forces. But exhaustion now demanded its toll. He heard the rumble of heavy cavalry and gritted his teeth when he spotted Henry's son, Prince Edward, leading the charge. At twenty and five, Edward was already an intimidating man. Some had taken to calling him Longshanks because of his height. But Talon could look him dead in the eye, and he had the advantage of being ten years the prince's senior in age and experience. Edward aimed his charge at a specific point of the battle lines, exactly where Talon wanted. So many in de Montfort's army were inexperienced. The majority of them were untested Londoners who had never been outside the city walls. With de Montfort's permission, Talon had placed the Londoners where he knew Edward would not be able to resist them, and gave the men very specific instructions. De Montfort's son, also named Henry, pulled his blowing mount to a stop beside Talon. Henry was second in command of the army. Talon could not see his face because of the great helm, but he heard Henry's chuckle echo under the helmet. You are right, Montgomery. Longshanks moves for the weak link. Are our men in position? Aye. Edward's cavalry slammed into the line of Londoners. They fought bravely for a few minutes, but soon the ranks buckled. Now, Talon growled to himself, praying they would obey his orders. With slaughter and the wrath of Prince Edward upon them, a handful of Londoners broke and ran. They sprinted for the distant trees and away from the battlefield. Dozens more followed. The ranks deserted faster than they could die. Talon sucked in another breath, his heart slamming against his ribs. Prince Edward lifted his bloody sword, barking orders to his knights. They wheeled away and broke ranks, chasing the running Londoners. Henry de Montfort pounded a gauntleted fist on Talon's shoulder. Ha! he barked gleefully. You were right. Edward cannot resist vengeance against those who would defy him. He is taking his cavalry with him. Talon finally allowed a smile to tug at his lips. Now we ride. He kicked his horse into a gallop, Henry and several other knights joining him. They exploded through the enemy lines, targeting specific men, the king's battle commanders. When Prince Edward returned, he would find his father's army in disarray. Talon's axe again rose and fell, dispatching anyone in his path. He spotted the heraldry of another marcher earl, John de Warren, and red tinted his vision. A memory of a small woman with long blonde hair and beauty capable of stealing a man's sanity forced its way forward. 
a woman whose heart had been the exact opposite of her fair features, a woman who had destroyed Talon's life, John de Warren's cousin, Eleanor, Talon's dead wife. Because of Eleanor's vindictive hatred, Talon had long been at odds with de Warren. De Warren had doted on her, nauseatingly overprotective, blaming Talon for everything gone wrong. Within the past year, their mutual contempt had grown into hatred. To add insult to injury, de Warren was a royalist to the core, fighting and scraping against the Magna Carta, which the king's father had been forced to sign, and against the provisions of Oxford. The provisions were the reason Talon took up arms with the de Montforts and rebelled against his king. Talon bellowed his fury and charged. At the last instant, de Warren spotted death coming for him. He looked around frantically, but his allies and guardsmen were dead.